Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, May 25th. And gosh, Mark, the the month of May has blown by. All it took was you uh, getting COVID for a while and uh, me traveling a little bit in April. And boom, we're practically in June. So here we are. I'm very much anticipating a weird Memorial Day weekend, though, because Mark, I'm going to be in the city for Memorial Day weekend. I haven't been in the city for a long weekend like this in a long time. So I'm hopeful that I'll get into a good restaurant. And uh, not have to, you know, go. I'll be do my normal five thirty and sit whenever wherever I want. What do you think of that plan? Holiday weekends are often a good time to be in the city. Exactly, exactly right. Well, listen, if you want to know what's going on here in New York City for Memorial Day weekend, give us a shout. Or if you've got a financial question, give us a shout. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click on the Contact Us button. Let us know if you would like to come on the air. Today, we're chatting with Jennifer, who is from the Pacific Northwest. How about that, Jennifer? No one knows where you are and who you are, really. So welcome to the program. What can we do for you today? Uh, Well, I have... um the question, you know, when can I retire? Uh, this has gone on way too long. Um, I always thought I was doing okay until I started listening to your show and people are like, oh, I got $4 million in a pension. <laughs> and so now <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I'm if I'm doing okay and if I'm doing things right. All so, right. Well, listen, first of all, people always say that to me like, oh, everyone on your show is so rich. It's like everybody's got a different story. We may be able to make things work for you in a different way. So tell us about yourself, Jennifer. How old are you? I am 53, and I am the sole uh, earner of my family. My husband is 58. He's a stay-at-home dad, and I have a kid that's 12 that will be going to college probably out of state. Oof. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a bad decision. Can we just get, he's only 12. We can, we can make him go to public school if we have to. Are you willing to forego your child's education so you can retire? Oh, God, that's a good one. Um, I guess I have to be, right? It's the whole put the face mask on yourself first. I guess. You You know, let's see. Let's see if we can do everything. How about that? Okay. All right. So, Jennifer, how much do you earn? I earn about 150 and I have stock options and ESPP. 
I don't know how big that comes into the equation, but that's part of my question. Are the stock options in the money right now? In other words, is there an embedded gain in those options right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Not not huge. Um, right now, I think it's at about like 80 grand vested. Um, All right. And what about the um, employee stock purchase plan? How much in uh, there? About 75 in ESPP. And let me that's- go back. It was actually about 50K in uh, vested RSUs. Okay. On your 150 grand a year, how much are you contributing to retirement? Um, I'm doing the max, and then my company does another um, four grand. And when you say the max, you mean 20,500 plus the catch up contribution because you're over the age of 50? Exactly, yes. Okay, so 27 grand is going in there plus 4,000 from Mm -hmm. the employer, which is great. How much money is in your retirement plan right now? Um, My current job, it's about 130. I have a 401k from a previous company that I rolled over to a IRA with Vanguard, mm-hmm. um, and that's about 575. All right, so 575 in a Roth in a rollover, and the 130 that's in your current 401k mm-hmm. is that a Roth or is that a pre-tax plan? They're both just regular 401ks, but Got I do it. have the option to do Roth. I just don't understand it enough. Is that it for retirement assets? The old retirement account and the current one? Uh, yes. Um, does your husband have a an IRA, like a spousal IRA that he's contributed yeah. to? Yeah. So he's got a 350 inherited IRA. Oh, when did he inherit that? Um, 2014. Under the old rules. So the new rules are that you have to take the money out. All the money has to come out within 10 years. Now, oh. but your old rules, you're in under uh-huh. the old rules, which is you can dribble it out. Basically, you can you can stretch it out for a long, longer time. So okay. he's got the inherited IRAs 350. Any other assets that he has? He's got a 50K um, rollover IRA from mm-hmm. another job. He's got a 25,000 um, inherited Roth. And what about for you guys, any brokerage accounts? Do you have any non-retirement assets? Yes, we have um, a joint brokerage account with 560. I have an individual brokerage account with about 55. I have a super old um, brokerage from an old ESPP. It's only, it's 12. That is about it for the, yeah, I think that's it for the. How about money in the bank? Um, I have about 20 in cash and then another 12 in cash inside of that joint brokerage account. Okay. What about life insurance? Are you insured? Uh, We are. We both have policies for 500, 500K each. Term life insurance? Yes, I believe so. Here's the big question. Mm -hmm. You look at all the money you've saved. You've done a fantastic job. Do you have an idea of how much you need to live on? Because that's going to help us determine about when you think you might be able to retire. So do you have an idea? I do. I do. Um, What's that? Oh, and I also have a 529. We'll get back to that. But that's my main question. Okay. What's the 529 plan? How much is the balance? I have a 529 of um, 70. Okay. I'm starting to give 500 a month to that. Okay. Let's get back to expenses. Okay. And then, so don't include the money you're saving, just like what it costs to live your lives. I think it's about 75K without mortgages. Uh, if with mortgages, about 100K. You said mortgages. Is there yeah. two homes? Yeah, there's two homes. There is the current home that we live in that um, I refinanced in 2020 uh, for 2.65. Oh my God. Is it now, a 30 year? It's a 30 year. What's the outstanding mortgage balance on that? About three fifty. What's the house worth? Probably about 
950 or a million. Oh my God. It's okay. Nuts. It's nuts. It's fantastic. Okay. Thank goodness you refinance. What an amazing job you did. Okay. Second home. A uh, second home is a rental also refinanced in 2021. Um, I refinanced that as a 15 year um, mm-hmm. for 2.75. What's the outstanding mortgage balance on that? 220. What's it worth? Probably about 650 or 700. Is it, does it generate a lot of income for you guys? Um, no, about, well, with the refinance, um, about after I pay that mortgage, about 500 extra dollars. And we just keep that, we just keep that in account in case something goes wrong with the house, right? For How do you feel about this house? Do you like this house? Is it, a, is that a house you could live in yourselves? Like what's the game plan here? We could live there in a pinch. It is in an area where people want to live. So there, there's always going to be rental income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at it as an investment that is going to keep working throughout my my kid's life too. But I, we could retire in a pinch. Yeah, we could sell the main house and move to that house. Or would you sell that house? if? Okay, so let's say that kiddo does not do something smart like go to state school, which would be very excellent if kiddo would do such a thing. But let's just pretend. Let's say kid gets into Stanford and you're like, all right, kids getting into Stanford, I got to pay the bill, right? Would you be willing to sell the rental home to pay for college? Yeah. Okay. I would. I mean, I just want to make sure we're on the same page on this. All right. I, that's really why I'm asking that. Yeah. I don't think, I'm not sure you're going to have to. I just want to make sure that we know that. So now you ready for your magic question? Yeah. You said to me when we started, when can I retire? When do you want to retire? I would love to stop doing this by 60. I just can't. I'm in, I'm in tech and I can't. I can't anymore. You're exhausted. Yeah. I'm just too old for this. Yeah. You're very, you're not too old. I just interviewed this woman about aging and ageism and we have to, I have to start giving you better messaging about aging, which is like, of course you're not too old. It's just you're, you know, you may want to try to do something different. So here's my big question for you, Jennifer. Would you do something different? If, in other words, if I said to you, yeah, do this for the ne- next seven years, right? Like let's get your kid through high school, right? You pay for all that stuff. Now the kid's in college and you got your game plan. Would you be willing to do something between, say, age 60 and 67? Would you do something? Yes. Part-time-ish, yeah. right? Part-time, yeah. Yeah. And and the husband will go back to work. When, oh, when- okay. All right. That's very big. That's good to know. But his, okay. learning, his uh, earning potential is, is not high. Okay. But let's think about this. Do you think that you guys together could basically float your expenses? Working part-time? Yeah. If we could hit that 75. 75? Yeah. 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 75 or 100 grand? Like each of you making 50 grand? Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's good to know. Would you be entitled to any pensions in the future? No. Sadly, no. Because one of the reasons I want you to work is that I need you to get health insurance. Right. Okay. So that's going to be an issue. Next question for you. Do you know your social security benefit? Have you ever looked that up yet? I have. I have. Um, What's your your show? I know all about it. Um, If I was to retire at 67, Mm -hmm. um, my retirement age, it's um, 3,200 a month. Great. If I wait till 70, it's 4,000. 53 to 60, we have her continuing to make the maximum contribution to her retirement account. She gets the fourth, so $31,000 a year into her current 401k, right? She also will be putting some money into the 529, the 500 a month into the 529. And 
you know, essentially letting everything kind of grow as is. I'm going to talk to you about the stock options and the ESPP in a second. But Mark, do you think that, remember, we got that inherited IRA also. So there's like a good chunk of money here. This is this is actually a very, it, when you started telling me the story, I was like, mm, I don't know. But now we got the joint account. We got the the inherited IRA. I mean, there's, there's real money here. Mark, what do you think? They on track or not? Definitely on track. It's funny because it's like when we first started talking to her, she kind of painted a picture like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> they, got, they got a lot of money saved. They seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this game plan, actually. So if you didn't have that big joint account, are you contributing to that right now or not? Or is that just growing on its own? That's just growing on its own. Okay. It's, and it's 80-20. All, my, all the um, accounts are 80% stock, 20% bonds, which I don't know if that's wise. That may be a little too aggressive at my age. Well, I wish you'd told me this a year ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in, it's not so much your age. It's just like when you need your money. You don't need your money anytime so soon. So the first thing I want to ask you about is, are you putting new money into the ESPP? Yes, I'm doing 5%. Don't do that anymore. Oh, Forget okay. that. Okay. Forget that. Okay. Um, and I'm sure you work for a great company and I could almost guess which one of like five that might be, but don't do that anymore. I almost would prefer you take that money and let's just use that and put that in the 529 plan. You know, that's fine. Okay. Okay. You, you, got a, you got plenty of risk on the table. They award you those RSUs, right? Yes. The All RSUs, right. you get taxed whether the day they vest, you get taxed, which I didn't know until this year. And then- <laughs> Um, Hello, wake up, right? Like right. that was an, an interesting right. surprise. And then I'm now I'm going to cash them as soon as they are at the vested price. Like the day they vest, I'm going to cash so I don't have the, the tax. Okay, good. So what are you going to do with the money that's in those RSUs? And what are we going to do with your ESPP? Are you got, are you, so the ESPP right now, what's the tax liability? It's long term. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Is it yeah. long or short term? Uh, most are long term by now. Most are long term. I mean, look, depending on what you do with the stock options and your tax situation, I might, you know, start to get rid of some of this stuff. You're going to be taxed at 18.8%, maybe. Maybe it's going to be 15, but 18.8 or 15. It's something in that area. You know, it depends on how much you exercise. If you keep your income, this net investment income rate is this extra 3.8%. Do you work with a um, an accountant or a CPA for taxes? I, I don't. I do my own. I mean, you just want to just have a little look-see and, and note, like, when I sell this stuff, am I pushing my income up? So what, you're, what you'll find is if your income as a married filing jointly person, your modified adjusted gross income, which if you do it yourself with your own software, you're going to see, you'll be able to see this number. If you pop up over 250,000, you'll be paying an 18.8% rate on long-term capital gains. If you are below 250, you're at 15. And I would sell any asset that you own right now at 15% for sure. And I would redeploy it and I'd pop it into your 529 plan. Ah. Let's just pretend we sell your RSUs, you pay your tax, and there's 30 grand that's left over. I mean, you have to make sure you don't go over the limit for this year, but you guys can put $32,000 a year into the 529. And then if that's the case, if you do that, if you've maxed out for this year and maybe you wait on January and you do it again, then you'll have that extra $500 a month that you're not going to necessarily put in the 529, put it in your brokerage account. 
Do right? I have enough and, for on my 529 though? Will I have enough? Well, you will. Like, let's say that you got 70 right now. Let's say you put in 30 this year, then you put in 30 next year. And maybe I would use like the option, the RSUs as a way to fund your 529 plan and just like bang that out. And eventually, I think you'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be like perfect because what do we have? Five, six years about? So if you put in six times 32 and, you know, we get that 30 grand a year in there, I think that's where we're going to see the biggest bang for your buck. And if you had to, let's just say, let's say you have to put a little money in from the brokerage account. Big deal. Like you'll be able to do it. Like, cause you're going to have, let's say almost $300,000 by the time the kid is going to school. Let's say at that time it's 75 grand a year. So you could pay for a half. We'll see. But, you know, you should be able, you could dip into your brokerage account to pay for some of it, the joint account to pay some of it. By that time, if you, if you said, I don't want to touch it, you know, there'll be a lot of options. You could use the inherited IRA maybe because maybe by the time your guys are 60, you know, maybe in the middle of college, it would be a good time to pull money out of that inherited IRA because you'll say we're in a low tax bracket. Let's use that money because you're making less money. But we'll have many more decisions to make between now and then. In 15 years, you know, one of the other thing that happens is right when you're like sort of thinking about retirement, you can do the mortgage will be paid off on the rental property. You could either move in there or you could sell it, pay the tax and move on and take some money and add it to the whole equation. I think you're in very good shape. I really do. So you should feel proud of yourself for everything you guys have accomplished. You really Aww, should. Thank you. That, that's great news. That's great news. Thank you. It is. Do you have your estate documents ready? Uh, yeah, pretty much. All right. And just make sure you get that done. Pretty much. I know that's a big lie, but whatever, <laughs> you know? God's sakes. No, I have something. I, it needs to be redone. It wasn't a great attorney. So oh. we, we need to do it again. But All for right. the most part, it, it's still solid because there's just the one kid. It's, it's fairly simple and straightforward. All right. Just make sure we have the most important thing you need in all of these estate documents right now is guardianship for the kid. So if you guys were, you know, got in a car accident or something terrible and more, most importantly, um, that is probably more likely than any other scenario at this point in your lives is a healthcare proxy. What do I want to happen if something bad were to occur in my life? Let's deal with those issues and then you'll be good. You'll be good to go. You get the Jill and Mark stamp of approval. Another happy person. Jennifer, one more thing. Oh, about, sure, sure. Yes. What about a, what do I need to do about a Roth IRA? I don't have a Roth. Is that I something know. I need? Well, you have that inherited Roth. Uh, I mean, Mark is going to want you to do it, but I want to make sure we get you through these next seven years. You've got plenty of money in a brokerage account. Yeah, I mean, you could make a contribution to your traditional plan through work. I wouldn't do this right away because if we're going to start selling off your RSUs, I do want to actually keep your income low. So the idea here is that the reason why I like you making a contribution to a traditional right this second is that I know you're going to have a tax liability when you sell your RSUs. I want to try to keep that income under 250 so that when you sell off RSUs and, and, and your ESPP, that we don't have that extra 3.8% surtax that's popped on top of it. I think that for the next couple of years, at least, we do the traditional and then we'll see where you stand. You're going to have a lot of money. You're, you're, you're going to have like an embarrassment of riches. You're going to look back on this and you're going to be like, oh, remember when I was worried about money? And you're going to say, oh, life is good. I've done a good job. I'm a good doobie. I've saved and done the right thing. And you have. <laughs> Great. Thank you. All right. Now, ready? Let's take a deep breath together. Take a deep breath with me, Jennifer. 
<sighs> feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's the, that is the feeling you have when you get in touch with us. So if you would like to have that peace of mind, that nice, long, deep breath with whatever's going on in your financial life, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. We'd love to have you. And remember, we've got all sorts of great content on the website. We've got our other podcasts. We've got a radio show. We've got my blog. We've got my TV appearances. There's a resources section. Everything is right there for you. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave us a rating and review. Please try to also lift someone up today. See, we just lifted up Jennifer and it feels so good to me. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 